Hey y'all, it's your girl Zarya, aka Black Baby Hallowell, and I'm back with another podcast. I believe this is episode 8, you guys. This is episode 8. I would like to start off this podcast saying thank you to anyone who has been listening to my podcast and who has been trying to support me. Even if it's not, you know, even if you don't finish just listening to half of it, to anything is so much. It just means so much to me because I'm trying my best to build a platform to spread positivity. I'm trying my best to be a better person and just spreading humor. And whether you found me, find me funny or not, I'm just trying to be positive. I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all hear a lot. It's, you know, that's an airplane. I live right next to LAX. I think an airplane going by. Hold on, I'm going to pause it real quick. All right, y'all, sorry about that. There's too many airplanes around here. Like, oh, God, I chose the worst place to live, y'all. So much traffic. It's right down the street from the stadium where they had the Super Bowl. This is a hot mess. But anyway, y'all, I don't, the topic of this podcast, I think might just be about depression and I wanted to, but I wanted to talk about sex today. I just, I really like, those are the two topics that have been on top of my head right now what everybody's dealing with. Um, depress, depression, because there's been so many suicides lately in the media and just going on and just. We about to go to war. Like, they trying to ban abortion. They trying to take away women's rights. They, the food price is going up. Kevin Samuel died. Forget him. Nobody really cares. But, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's a lot going on. People out here fighting for their lives. People are really fighting for their lives out here. Like, we really trying to get through it. And it's just so much going on. Like, y'all don't understand. But, Maybe instead of talking about depression, I, I really want to talk about, like, my situation, like, death, and just, I'm going to just talk about anything, honestly. We're going we gonna to freestyle, y'all. And so, before I start off this podcast and talking about, I want to put a disclaimer saying that I am going to be talking about things that are triggering, and if you just want to go ahead and exit out, I hope that, you know, things get better for you, and I hope that, you know, you can try to seek out help with your depression. And also, I would like to list the number to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. All right, y'all. Let's get into this podcast. So, I just saw that there was a suicide of a girl who it was an SU cheerleader. Her name was Arlana Miller. Rest in peace. I'm sorry that, you know, she, you know, I don't even, like, I'm very sorry that, you know, the battle with her depression ended that way, because I understand how it feels. Like, when it comes to these suicides, I just, I blank out, because I, I understand, like, it's, it's, y'all don't understand, like, people really think depression is a joke. Depression is real. Like, depression is real, y'all. Like, depression is so Whew, like, in your mind, it's so crazy, but, um, let me just talk about, like, my, you know, situation with, like, intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts, for me, is so bad. My father had, like, a sense of OCD, and people really think OCD is only about cleanliness. No, it's not. Let me tell you, OCD causes repetition, repetitive thoughts, and, like, intrusive thoughts. OCD is just, like, you guys, like, it's bad. Like, okay, let me tell y'all. So when I was younger, I went to see Paranormal Activity. And before, 
I was fine watching paranormal movies like about like exorcism. The only thing that really scared me was when I will um when I would like see the commercial for the exorcism every Emily Rose. That's that stuff was scary, y'all like faces all morphing and stuff. That was that was very demonic. It was very mm -mm. No, I didn't I was not but before I was a different breed when I was in middle school. Let me tell y'all. I would go to bed like okay, so I'm a big Michael Myers fan, you know, from the Halloween franchise. And like I would, I'm, one of my favorite from the movies was, uh, one of my favorite from the franchise, the original, before they start making the remakes and act like Mike went, wouldn't be a hundred years old by now. Like that man cannot be chasing nobody. But one of my favorite movies from the original franchise was, um, H2O, Halloween H2O. It's Halloween, like 20 years later with Jamie Lee Curtis and Josh Harnett and, uh, Michelle Williams. I believe Michelle Williams. Might be wrong. He, whatever. He'll, uh, whatever. Anyways, so, you know, like, when DVDs will, like, play, like, you know, like, the say you're on a DVD menu and you know how it'll play a clip with the menu options on it, like a, like a, a slideshow. I would just go to bed with Michael Myers just sitting there. He'd come up and stab Josh Hardin in the leg and I would just go to bed like that. Like, I would be able to just fall asleep to horror movies. Like, I would literally fall asleep to, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, wake up. Like, I had problems, y'all, in middle school. I had problems. But my mama took away my uh, Nightmare on Elm Street DVD and was talking about, she locked them up. Y'all, I got so many stories. Like, y'all don't understand, y'all. I keep putting it on pause because there's so many airplanes keep passing by. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I used to be fine. Like, I used to watch a paranormal movie and laugh. But all of a sudden, I went to go see Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity came out 2007, right? I believe so. When Paranormal Activity came out, or it came out like 2009. I don't even remember when Paranormal Activity came out. But when that movie came out, when I went to go see that, y'all, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. I, I could not. I could not. Like, I, it was so terrifying. Just I think the reason why it was so terrifying, because it was just like, the Blair Witch Project. You know how the Blair Witch Project is like she's recording it on her camera? But that's what made the Blair Witch Project so scary. So Paranormal Activity, y'all understand, they were trying to say like Paranormal Activity was causing seizures, calling all this type of stuff. And I don't know. Honestly, at that point, like my grandmother had died in 2006, so my depression was already had been triggered. And my intrusive thoughts start coming in. Let me tell you. So intrusive thoughts, you guys, it's just like when you have repetitive thoughts about certain things. Like it could be suicide, it could be murder, it could be whatever. Like it's just terrible. It's the worst thing that anybody can deal with. I could do, let me just uh, probably read the definition. And choose the thoughts or thoughts that seem to become stuck in your mind. They can cause distress since the nature of the thought might be upsetting. They may or they may also reoccur frequently. Which can which can make the concern worse. And choose the thoughts may be violent or disturbing, y'all. Like my intuitive thought was bad. So what happened was after I saw paranormal activity, I kept thinking like I was gonna get possessed. Like I was so like I kept thinking like if I don't believe in God, something's gonna happen to me. So I started like obsessing over it. Like I started. And it wasn't normal obsessing. It wasn't like fear like the exorcist did to people. It was not like that. It was pure. I knew that it was something wrong, like with, you know, me obsessing. Because I would, 
go to bed with my Bible. I don't know how long I was doing that, but I was sleeping with my Bible for like two years, y'all. Like just sleeping it, holding it in my hand. Like you can't touch me. I'm covered in the blood of the lamb. You can't touch me. I, that's why I felt like I felt I was invincible. <laughs> no, y'all. <laughs> I really thought I was invincible, y'all. I really thought like <laughs> sleeping with my Bible, nobody could touch me. Which is funny because I'm not even religious in that way no more. That's that's wild. But um, also my truth of thoughts were like my depression. I kept thinking like. It was just so bad. Like my, I still suffer from truth of thoughts, and I try my best to manage it. I try to ask the universe or whoever up my upper, you know, higher power to help me get rid of them. But sometimes they go home, they come back, they go away. But yeah, it's just really bad. People don't understand. Like having in truth of thought, you could really just be minding your business, and then a thought come up in your head. You just like, bro. <laughs> but. Back to like what sparked this conversation was, you know, another um y'all sorry got your ice bot playing in the background by Omarion. Uh another thing that sparked this conversation was um I saw the first thing I saw was that um the girl she was a beauty pageant girl, former Miss USA Chesley Chris, her mom was on the red table with Jada Pinkett Smith and she was reading her last, you know, suicide letter or message to her mom. And then after that, I started scrolling and I saw that a SU cheerleader, you know, who I just mentioned earlier, Arlana Miller had posted on Instagram her suicide note. And I think I just went to go see if they still had it up and they took it down. And then after that, I saw that the girl who's famous for that little GIF, toddlers and Tierra GIF, Kaylee Posey, at 16-year-old girl, killed herself. And I'm just like, oh, my God, there's just so much stuff going on. People don't understand, like, depression is really, I suffer from it. It's really the worst thing ever. Like, like back then, I don't really want to talk about depression. I want to talk about the fear of death. Like, to be scared of death is just the worst. It feels like living on hell, like just walking through hell. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep pausing my podcast because there's so many airplanes passing by. Like, what's going on? I said, oh, my God. Like, how many people coming home? They've got hella flights coming in right now. So many airplanes, like, flying in. Oh, my God. Anyways, y'all, back to that. About being afraid of death. When I was... Going through my depression when I was younger, I would literally, I, for like 365 days, sorry, I was crying every night and hoping that I wouldn't wake up. Just, I wanted to not be here. Now, after I deal, you know, been dealing with all this death, like my father, my ex, you know, I, who I talked about in my previous podcast, my brother, I, I didn't mention him, but my brother died last year. And dealing with all this death, I started being afraid of it. And this is hell on earth, y'all. This feels like hell, being afraid of death. I'd rather, honestly, and it might sound bad, but I honestly would go back to just not wanting to be here. I'd rather have that feeling than being afraid of death. Because it's being afraid of death, it's like you don't know when you're going to go. Like, you don't know one day you're just not going to be here thinking about it. And a lot of, I know a lot of people who are religious, they find their peace in religion and hoping that there is a hell or a heaven. But, y'all, I just, I don't, I don't have no comfort right now to think about where I'm going or what happens now. It's so scary. It feels worse than being suicidal, to be honest. 
being scared of death honestly feels worse than being suicidal because it just feels like every day is like hell on earth. I don't know, y'all. It just feels so nerve-wracking. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, like, I still suffer from, you know, my depression and not wanting to be here. But the whole not, it just feels like hell. So, I understand the... I understand what those girls were going through. You know, Chesley, Arlana. I understand what those girls were going through. Like, it just... I, that's why when they, you know, when I saw this notes, I felt something. But I felt like I understand why the battle was lost. Because it's so hard to be here, y'all. Like, it's so hard. It's just... This life shit, it feels like a stimulator. Like, whoever is controlling this stimulator, we fight it when I, once I get to heaven. It was just this TikTok I just watched where this girl went to go fight Eve and just started whooping her. Yeah, that's how I feel. Eve, me and you got, we got beef forever. Like, if I, you know, get a chance to go to heaven, me and Eve fighting. Adam, he gonna get, get another rib taken from him. I'm just snatch his rib. Because he only, he missing one already. So I'm just snatch the other rib. You can't, I don't know if you can survive from both ribs, not with both ribs. So I'm just snatch the rib, you know, Adam. But Eve got a little extra rib or whatever, or whatever. We fighting. Eve, we, me and you, me and you, we, we, we got business. We got beef because nobody, nobody told you to eat that apple. Nobody told you to eat that apple, girl. <laughs> y'all like it's just ooh depression man like it's hard and not and then let's just talk about like you know being like a worker a work of a manual labor like I talked about in my um previous uh my first you know my first episode of this podcast I talked about why this generation don't want to work anymore and I started talking about it with a, a certain person and he was basically trying to say I'm like you know you know you're kind of making excuses of why you're not being consistent you know with like your podcast and like stuff like that because I was telling them that it's hard when you get off of a job and he was like there's he said you work eight hours in that day and then you have a remaining hour of that 24 hour. I'm like, that's not making excuses. When you work a minimum wage job that requires like a lot of work, I work at Starbucks and I'm constantly on my feet and I'm working around. Even if you are on, even if you're sitting down, if you're constantly working and not resting, you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to want to work on anything after that. You just want to go to bed or you just want to relax. You're not going to have the energy to want to, like, y'all understand, these minimum wage jobs are trying to keep us down. They don't want us to be great. They don't want us to be great, y'all. They do not want us to be great. Like, I'll say, okay, so I'm not making excuses. Say I work, say I work, like, um, 10 a.m. to 6. All right, I get off at 6, 6, you know, 6 p.m. I'm exhausted. And once I get home, I'm not going to want to do anything because I'm exhausted from constantly talking and, you know, engaging with customers. I'm making drinks. I'm sweeping. I'm doing this. I'm wiping down. I am exhausted. I don't want to, I don't have no energy. And maybe I need to start taking some energy drink or whatever, but I don't have any, I don't have any, you know, power after that i'm exhausted and people always try to be like oh you're making excuses excuses are valid 
not all excuses, obviously, but like some excuses are valid. And I think working a labor job, a manual labor job where you're constantly on your feet and you're literally, literally like working your butt off and you're going to be exhausted. You're not going to have no time to do the things that you want to do for yourself. And that's how they're keeping us down. People don't understand when they have that privilege of not having to work and they just manual labor job and they just get stuff handed to them. That's it's exhausting. Especially if you, people who work at in and out I feel so bad for them. Especially the one that I live by in Inglewood. Okay. People who work at in and out they don't get, I can tell they'd be exhausted after they get out of work. They're constantly on their feet. If you guys are not familiar with in and out it's a burger food place chain that is mainly on the West Coast. They start putting it in some East Coast location. And people have been acting like it's the best burger chain ever. If you if you ask anybody from the West Coast or California, we're going to tell you it's mid. It's just in and out It ain't nothing special. I don't know. Like, they have, like, Whataburger in, like, Texas. And they act like Whataburger is the best thing. But in and out is not that great, guys. But if you're constantly working jobs, you're not going to have any kind of energy. It's taking all your energy. And then that also depresses you. Like, people don't understand. Like, I hate when people talk down on minimum wage or not minimum wage of, like, working class people. Like, when Kim Kardashian said that get off your ass and work thing, that pissed off people because people are tired. And people are like, oh, you know, not letting celebrities get under your skin. No, it's, it, if, it, if it wasn't a celebrity either, if it was just anybody, people on Twitter say this and get dragged. People don't understand, like, it's... If you, I watched, like I said, I watched my father get up every single day and go work 12 hour shifts, graveyard shifts, and work his butt off to save patients. I understand how I feel to work. And I, I, I see it out of my own eyes with my father. It's exhausting. It's so, y'all, yeah, it's unbearable. But, y'all, yeah, sorry. It's, you see, long pause. I'm pausing. I keep pausing the podcast because, like, the airplane. Ooh. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and get on to our next topic about like sex in this sex in this generation. Sex how it is right now. Honestly, I can say like I really wish I've never ever had sex before. Like I really wish I stayed a virgin and just never did anything. People don't understand. Like I know. Like, I don't know what. If if you if you're listening to us and you can just DM me or you can I wish you guys could leave comments about it but people are always arguing on Twitter about whether soul ties are real or not and I don't know because like people be like oh you have there's no sensing a soul tie is just codependency and I'm like mm, I don't know because I don't want to say people try to say so I saw another argument that people said soul ties are not real because if you said that then what if someone gets sexy assaulted. And then, you know, you're saying they have a soul tie with their assaulter. Um, I think I, I think I think soul ties are, is I think they exist, but not as far as people be making it seem like, oh, like that's your soulmate or something. No, I think code, and I also, I think I, I'm on both sides because codependency is real. People just be codependent in the moment that, you know, they have in some kind of intimacy with someone, they lose their damn mind. Rita, I'm I'm dragging myself right now, but I'm at the point where I'm going through celibacy, because I said celibacy, <laughs> because I just honestly, I saw a tweet the other day saying that when you're celibate, your your mind is clearer, your mind is more 
like on the goal oriented, like your mind is just better. And I agree because everybody, once they start having sex, they lose their damn mind, y'all. Everybody, that's all I can say about now. People in the idea of casual sex is getting draining to everybody. Nobody wants to do casual sex anymore because it's so draining. People think that casual sex is just like treating that person like shit and not caring about their well-being. You can care about someone's well-being and have casual sex with them. Nobody said that you got to be in love with them. Just treat them like a human being, like basic human decency. No, people be people be treating their sneaky link like, so you about to leave? Like after they do it, like, damn, like... <laughs> I honestly cut off every man in my life, like, recently, and I just stopped hooking up. And then when I finally hooking up, something happened to me, and now I'm over. Like, I'm done. I can't do it no more, y'all. Just, I'm over it. I'm, I am I probably will one day maybe have sex again, but I'm over it. It is, sex is ghetto. Like Coach Carr said in Mean Girls, don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. I totally agree with him. I am an advocate for that. I totally agree with him. Like, he's so right. <laughs> People be acting like they crazy and lose their mind when it comes to sex. Like, y'all, people... And men suck at sex. Let's start there. Men really don't know what they're doing. Every person that I talk to about sex, they... Re- I had one coworker who I'm not friends with because that's a long story. I had to buy her a vibrator because she says he never had an orgasm before. I'm like, girl... Where have you, like, what? Like, no wonder why you're so evil. That's why we're not friends no more. Just an evil hater, bitch. Like, that's the reason, because you ain't orgasm. You need to get one. You need to have one. Not depend on these men to give you one, because they don't know what they're doing. They rub your clit like they lighting matches. No. You need to, you need to have orgasm on your own. Like, honestly, a lot of people who talk about say it don't sound desirable. From everybody I talk to, it don't sound desirable. Honestly, everybody just needs to keep their hands to themselves and just heal. Heal. Like, <laughs> people just need to heal and relax and just, y'all, let me let me tell you a story why I just, so I found out that my attempted rapist was a serial raper. Let me tell you about him. Someone that I went to school with I had a crush on him 10th grade year and 9th grade year he was a 10th grader when I was a 9th grader and he was 11th grader when I was a 10th grader so this person I really had a huge crush on this person because I don't know why they weren't even that attractive but I just had a huge crush on this person so what happened was you know he went off to college and when I was a 12th grader we visited the college that he was going to and he, um, you know, he was there and he, you know, I, he, the thing about him is that he, he is a, a rapist that hides in the shadows because a lot of rapists, they're just shitty people and they don't really hide under the guise of being a nice person. This person is hiding under the guise that they're a good person. This person is like the president of like black activist group. At when we was in high school, he was the captain of the junior fraternity league Kappa Kappa. It's like we had like a junior fraternity at our high school and he was like the captain of it and everything. And when I found out he was a seal rapist, I was I was it's funny I'm bringing this up because I was just talking to my old classmate yesterday at the gym about it. 
And I was like, no justice has been done because I was only attempted, you know, I got out of it. Thank God, you know, my, thank God that my ancestors or whoever was looking over me and got me out of the situation. So let me just tell y'all really what happened. So after, like, I saw him when I went to visit a school, nothing happened. He followed me on social media. He liked my post, and that was it. Nothing, no conversation was there. Then one day, he, I was watching his story, and he DM'd me, and he was, like, you know, trying to talk to me and saying that he going to heal my heart. And he gonna, I was telling him, like, I'm in a bad situation with, with my abuser, who I previously stated in my uh, previous podcast and he was like pretending to be a good person i i believe that he was a good person i believe that he, what the, what kind of person i believe that he was was i believe that he was a good person who hung, hung around shitty people because the guys that he hung around i didn't think they were rapists i thought they were just egotistic bastards turns out they are literally rapists you guys literally rapists and <laughs> every single one of his friend group has a rape allegation and if you guys want me to go more into depth about this story, it's a hot mess. I don't know how justice would be brought. I don't know. But, um, so when he did me, I agreed to hang out with him. Because, I, you know, I'm just like, this is someone that I've known. You know, I didn't wasn't close to, but this is someone I've known for years that I've seen be a good guy and put in to say that I care about black women. This person was sitting here who would be preaching about black women need to be protected, black women need to do this, and he a whole rapist. That's what's sick about it. That's what's so sick about it. He, so when he agreed to, you know, me to hang out, I had went to the museum. Okay, so it was around November 2019. I had just got back from the Museum of Death with a previous person that I'm not in my life right now because they're hot men. But um, he picked me up from my friend's house and he, I was like, so where are we going? Because I thought we were going to hang out in public. He said, I'm, we're going back to his place. When he said that, I just started immediately like texting my friend and texting all my friends saying he's taking me back to his apartment. Like I said, like everything I'm saying now, we're going in a chronicle, chronological order of my events. Like in my previous podcast, I talked about my time that I lost my virginity and how he pulled the sexual coercion saying that he's going to go back to his apartment to let his friend in. So that, like how I said, I've grown from that situation and I, literally was like no i'm not letting this happen to me again so i just started texting all my friends was like nope i'm not going through this again so i texted him and told him where i'm at where he's taking me told him what area i am whatever and so when we got inside his house he immediately starts coming on to me trying to you know you know you know do things and i'm just like yo i kept saying no like back off like stop like what are you doing like he just wouldn't stop and then he moved over to the other couch, he had two couches in his living room, so he moved over to his other couch, and he, like, left it alone for, like, 10 minutes, then he came back, and, and was, like, picking me up, and trying to take me to the room, y'all, I don't know why he didn't, you know, fully assault me, I think the only reason why that I got away out that situation was because my friends were blowing me up, my phone kept blowing, it kept going, dee, 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 like, my phone was just, like, 10 messages at a time, so he took me home, so, I thought that maybe I was the only person that he might have not did that. Obviously not did that too, but I thought he might have been the only person that, you know, that, I don't know how to say it. I'm not saying I was the only person that he had did that too. I'm just saying, like, I didn't know that he was an actual rapist. Turns out this man, a whole rapist, when I posted about something on my social media, like, last year or the year before, everybody just started coming towards me and telling me 
all these all these stories about how he did the, people who didn't even go to high school with me they just start saying yeah he's a rapist he's he has and you know done indecency things to other people he has willingly gave someone a um um an std it was so many things that i learned about this person and He's still roaming around free, y'all. He's still roaming around free. They don't really take sexual assault serious in the justice system. So, honestly, I don't even know. All I can say is that karma going to get him real good. And I know a lot of people think that karma is supposed to come when they want it to come. Karma comes when she wants to. She don't come when you want to come. It sucks, and it really does. You be like, what is taking so long for karma to happen? But we can't rush it. Karma will come when she come, and we not be, we might not be able to see it, but karma will come. Like, we don't, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. They want to see the karma with their own eye, and that's me, too. I really hate when I don't get to see the karma with my own eyes. I want to see it up front. Like, I want it to be aired out. I want you to Air it out just like the um, the, the Riddler was doing in the new Batman movie. Airing it out. Putting it out. Like, I want to see karma like that. And that's because I'm a Virgo and I'm petty. But as I get older, I'm learning. Karma will handle it. And I got to just save my energy for something else. But I do hope that his other victims do heal. And I hope that they can get justice for his actions one day. Hopefully. Because he a sick motherfucker. That's all I can say about that. And just about, see, like, and that's, and honestly, it's about to start happening more with the whole abortion ban because men don't know how to say, say, you know, say, don't know how to say no for an answer. It's just too much going to be happening. And honestly, I'm about to start stocking up on my water and my peanuts and my um, graham crackers and hide in my apartment because it's too much, like, going on, y'all. <laughs> it's going to be too much going on. And, I don't think I have the energy to deal with it, y'all. Like, I don't think I have the energy to deal with it. It's so much that's going to happen. But this, I brought that situation in regard to sex because a lot of women have been in that situation where they were coerced into, coerced into having sex and it wasn't even enjoyable. And people don't realize that that happened to them because they just say, oh, he didn't, well, like, even if he, even if you say yes, he was pressuring you into saying yes, like, it's just so much, you guys, and, like, honestly, sex is just so exhausting, it's mentally draining, I really don't encourage sex no more, I'm just like, if you do it, you do it, it's for reproduction, whatever, but, Sex is terrible. <laughs> it's really terrible, y'all. Like, it, it's terrible out here. I need some water, you guys. Woo, don't dry. But, you guys, it's just uh, so exhausting. Woo, y'all, I got me a little sip of water real quick. And my throat was, my throat, I said my throat was parched. Sorry, y'all. But, you guys, honestly, a lot of men don't even know where the clit is. It's, sex is just, <laughs> honestly, I hope that we are able to establish more sexual education classes for men because men think that women pee out of their vagina. So, I don't know. Like, I just really hope sexual education can stay in, you know, the education system because they're doing a lot of things where they're trying to take out a lot of, you know, things that are in, are in education. Like, they're trying to take black history out of education. Like, um... I, you see what we're not about to do? We're not about to do that. Because black history is American history. Period. Point blank period. Period. <laughs> but you guys, um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and end this podcast. And I wish I could go longer, but I, I feel like what I said tonight is enough. And I hope that people can, you know, if you are suffering from depression, I hope that you can find some resources um, to help you out. I'll, I'll probably try to put the link of some resources in this podcast you know, the bio or the caption of this podcast and just hope that you guys can try to get through this. Honestly, this has been the worst two years since the pandemic. I can understand why everybody's mental health is skyrocketing because I'm finding it very hard to find, you know, life enjoyable. And not only for me, everybody's life is in shambles. Not only me, everybody's life is in shambles. I just hope that you guys can get through it, that I can get through it. And we all can just come as a community and just, hell, get through this. All right, y'all. But if you are, are, you know, sorry, I'm just going to say, like, thank you guys for listening. Whoever is listening, thank you for supporting all my friends that are listening. I know my friends been, you know, listening for me, but thank you guys. I really, really do appreciate it. My Instagram is Dante's Daughter. My Instagram, Dante's Daughter with two R's, D-A-N-T-E. Uh, S- oh, Lord. Hold up. <laughs> I don't even know my username. D-A-N-T- D-A-N-T-E, uh, Dante's Daughter with two R's. Lord, y'all. It's time to go to bed. But thank you so much for supporting me. It means so, so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of your night, and I'll see you next Saturday. Thank you.